Welcome to the University of Wyoming Today. On this program, you'll hear about what's making the news and about the people and events at UW. You'll also learn about some of the leading research that's taking place at one of the region's top universities. And now, here's today's edition of the University of Wyoming Today. Hi, Jim Kearns with you. On today's show, we'll be hearing about Buffalo Bill the Businessman. We'll take a tour of some of the bars and saloons in Wyoming's smaller communities. And we'll be learning about geography from a new Atlas of Wyoming. But first, we want to mention some recent rankings that are putting Laramie and the university in the national spotlight. Last month, a website called College Values Online ranked Laramie number one on its list of the 50 best small college towns in America. They looked at factors including cost of living, unemployment rate, crime rate, and what they call wow factors. Now, another website called Smart Asset is ranking Laramie as number 12 on its list of best college towns to live in. They based it on factors such as the low crime rate, median income, and the number of dining and entertainment establishments per 10,000 residents. Even more reasons why more and more students and residents are wearing a t-shirt with a logo on the front that's calling this place Laradice. I'm sure you've heard some of those stories about how poorly some American students perform in geography like not knowing which ocean borders on California, or even the name of the country south of Texas. Well, students in Wyoming schools have access to a new Wyoming Student Atlas, produced by three University of Wyoming programs, the Department of Geography, the Wyoming Geographic Information Science Center, or WIGISC, and the Wyoming Geographic Alliance. WIGIST Director Jeff Hammerlink tells us the Atlas has been delivered to school libraries throughout Wyoming. Everybody loves maps and, and everybody loves a map that they can hold in, hold in their hands. And, and so that was really the idea with the Wyoming Student Atlas to actually produce a, a book that students can work with hands-on and learn spatial literacy and learn a little bit more about the geography of our state. We tried to organize the atlas around some major themes. So you'll find some information here on physical geography like uh, geology or climate, but you'll also find things related to um, the economy of the state. So you'll see things about energy resources, mining and agriculture, as well as some uh, cultural characteristics that define the state. So you'll find some uh, maps uh, that talk about uh, rodeos and western theme museums and things like that that we think people will find interesting. He says the atlas is geared toward junior high students but should be accessible by upper elementary grades and useful for older students too. In fact I've got the Wyoming student atlas in my office and it's taught me a lot I didn't know about the cowboy state. We hope you've had the opportunity to attend some of the activities scheduled around Wyoming this year, commemorating 125 years of statehood. I was able to attend the Wyoming at 125 conference held at the University of Wyoming. 
Authors, scholars, historians, researchers, and others examine things from agriculture and education to Basque culture and the history of the railroads. One of the more unusual presentations was by Julianne Couch, who, along with Ron Hansen, has written a book of color images of 66 bars scattered throughout the state's smaller communities. And Julianne Couch says we shouldn't overlook the cultural significance of Wyoming's bars. You know, what we documented in terms of the bars and the landscapes really are a part of Wyoming's story starting from, you know, at least 100 years ago, which some of these places are. And there's certainly no better atmosphere to get people in the mood to tell stories than, than a bar. And they tell stories about their personal lives and about, you know, their parents and their grandparents and that sort of thing. And then those stories get transmitted down to others who hear them and who, who spread them around. And I think it's definitely, a you know, the sort of the community well where people would gather to talk and it just happens to be at a bar. I think it's very important that there's a place for people to do that where they can feel comfortable and that's a, that's a fine location for it as far as I'm concerned. It sounds like a fun project to me. There's still one more event during this 125th anniversary of statehood. A statewide committee is determining the top 10 historical artifacts based on nominations from historical societies around Wyoming. They'll be making their decision soon, and we'll let you know the results as soon as we hear who the winners are. Speaking of Wyoming history, did you see where Buffalo Bill Cody will be one of the inductees into the Wyoming Business Hall of Fame? History professor Phil Roberts said we'd be remiss not to include Cody in that list. Even though he made some poor business decisions, Roberts says Cody was a visionary. He was uh, the type of visionary that would get people excited about various enterprises, like uh, building a town next to uh, the Stinking Water River that was later renamed the Shoshone River. And it's largely the result of his uh, enterprising ways that by virtue of his involvement, he was able to interest the federal government into developing the Shoshone Irrigation project and the Shoshone Dam that later was renamed the Buffalo Bill Dam. So uh, with respect to his exhibition, Buffalo Bill's Wild West exhibition that traveled the world, I don't think there's a businessman extant in uh, in Wyoming history or ever was extant in Wyoming history that had a, a greater influence on how people think of Wyoming and the American West. In fact, Professor Roberts says one important aspect of Buffalo Bill's business career is that he invented Western tourism as we know it. And to this day, many people are attracted to Wyoming based on the images from Buffalo Bill's Wild West shows and his adventures in films and books. A number of events have been scheduled at the university this fall, commemorating 25 years of German unity. One of the speakers was German television and radio commentator Andrew Dennison. He's a 1985 UW graduate who shared his views on those world-changing events that took place 25 years ago. 
The first thing we have to say is thank God Germany was able to unify East and West Germany instead of the Third World War breaking out there. We were so euphoric that the wall came down and the mushroom clouds didn't come, you know, instead it was the champagne bottles. So that is already a huge contribution to, to peace. At the same time, I personally believe the Germans have misled themselves into believing that peace and prosperity is not too expensive. They don't spend a lot of their government revenue on foreign policy, on defense policy, on helping their poor EU neighbors. Anyone who lived through those times will never forget Cold War tensions. And before we leave today, we want to congratulate the university chapter of Phi Beta Kappa. It was recognized as one of the nation's top two public university chapters. UW was selected from among 283 chartered institutions throughout the nation. Let's also recognize zoology and physiology department professors Wayne Hubert and Frank Rahel. They were named as fellows of the American Fisheries Society. That was based on their outstanding and meritorious contributions to the diversity of fields that are included in that society. And let's not forget the three outstanding athletes and one non-athlete who received the Admiral Land Award for outstanding accomplishments both on and off the field. This year, the awards went to Corey Fields, a student assistant audio-video technician from Fort Collins, Colorado, Volleyball and track star Aaron Kirby of Evanston. Basketball player Larry Nance Jr. from Akron, Ohio. And wrestler Shane Woods from Chickasaw, Oklahoma. I'm Jim Kearns and that's it for my time. Thanks for yours. That's it for this time. Join us again for the next edition of the University of Wyoming Today. 